All right. Um, Andy Stankowitz Pottercast in three, two, one. to another edition of the Pottercast. I am joined by USC head baseball coach Andy Stankowitz. Coach, thanks for being on the Pottercast. Uh, it's an honor to be on the um, Pottercast. Thanks, Michael. Well, I mean, we go back, gosh, probably 11, 12 years when you came over to Grand Canyon University. I don't know if you remember, but you got the job and they were in the middle of the season. I think Jeremy was coaching and you came up to the press box and we got to have a little chat. And then, of course, you took over and um, 11 years there and now got the job at USC on July 3rd. How is it going so far? I mean, does it feel like it's only been four or five months or does it feel like you've been there forever? It's funny. Um, it feels like I've been here a long time. Um, that's a good <laughs> thing, I think, right? Because you're just in the in the fire you just go right when we got here like you said beginning of july and um when i first got here i stayed i was staying at the usc hotel which is right across the street from campus here and i drive by it um we drove by the other day and, and I, I man i was there and it felt like i was there three years ago uh, it's just been <laughs> it's just been every single day um just 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 doing it working trying to put the framework together and um you know, trying to put all the pieces in the in the right spot and as we move forward get ready for spring and so um but it's been uh, it's been a whirlwind but it's been it's been a lot of fun is it similar at all are there some similarities to 11 years ago when you kind of took over the gcu program start implementing kind of the way you want to operate kind of what do you want to think think do you draw on that at all or is it a whole brand new deal no i do draw on that that's a good question um very similar in regards to just um you know the, the roster new roster you know, trying to figure out the players, them trying to figure out myself. And then obviously similarities too, as far as bringing in, in a coaching staff and trying to, you know, find the, the right men that they can help get the program moving the right, right, right direction in as soon as we possibly can, as quickly as we can. And so um, a lot of similarities um, just in terms of just, trying to help the guys buy into what we want to do, how we want to do it, right? The philosophy of, of, of just um, the program and then um, trying to understand them. And, you know, you're just trying to basically, you know, you're evaluating, not only are we evaluating when we could recruit, but you're also evaluating your roster. You're just trying to, trying to figure out, you know, who, who's going to be able to help us as we move forward. Yeah, and you uh, you jumped in there, I mean, middle of the summer, and then all, all of a sudden, all kinds of news started going. Talk about what are we going to do with the field? <laughs> how we, Where are we going to play? Oh, now we're in a new conference. I mean, how crazy is all that? I, I don't know if, if you had a heads up on that before you got the job, but it seemed like all that kind of happened at the same time. Yeah, it did. Um, now, um, the field we knew was was um, as a ways away as far as like uh, the Olympics in 28, and so that wasn't – yeah, that's – something we could we could address pretty quickly and say hey don't worry about it you know that seemed to be a concern in recruiting um but then obviously jumping into the big 10 is is, is that's for real right and that's like you know <laughs> um, 25 well 23 24 we're still in the pack and then 25 in the big 10 that's that's happening and so yeah that's been interesting and i know to your question no i didn't i didn't really know we you know that was coming but that's okay it doesn't didn't didn't phase, you know, um, 
us at all and just keep moving forward. And so, uh, but yeah, certainly um, it was all new. And then that was a big part of the newness as well. Does that change at all how you build a program or how you recruit based on the conference or is, is it just baseball? No, I think it's just, you know, I think number one, we want to, we want to um, be a force in Southern California. I think that that's, that's all we should be a part of um, the play here and recruiting. It's, it's, it's Southern California has got some great baseball players. It's great weather. And so it's, it's why you do, it's why Texas, Florida, California, Arizona, you know, those communities because of the weather, you know, you've usually got nice players that are developing in high school. And so, so we're going to continue to, to, to obviously make this our home, but at the same time, when you're, when you're playing in a conference like the big 10, you're going to be traveling to the Midwest. I think it too it will lend to us beginning to, to look at, you know, young men in the Midwest, right. And possibly, Hey, come here and play got great weather. And then, then you'll be able to, we'll be able to, you'll be able to come home, right. You know, and, and see family and friends for weekends at a time. And so I do think that that's a part of it too. And we've, we've been able to, it's USC, Michael, as you know, and so the, the brand is big, it's a national brand. And so the roster already has players from Connecticut and Texas and Chicago. And so um, we'll continue to, to, to recruit in those areas. Coach, um, the people, people my age, and older are going to be like, all right, Michael, that's a stupid question. But what was the draw of USC baseball when they contact you? I know they'd contacted you in the past, but what was the draw this year when they said, hey, Andy, we want you to come over and take over the reins and see if we can build back to kind of where we once were? Well, I think, Michael, um, people that that have been around, like you said, my age, your age, our age, um, we know that uh, how special this place has been and in, in the past. And and I really believe that 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 specialness that uniqueness um now it's it's very difficult the parody in college baseball as you know is is strong stronger than ever but um i do feel like we can we can regain that form again and uh, um you know i'm just excited about the challenge similar to when i was able to come into grand canyon right it was you think about the the 80s all the um the national championships that that they had um at grand canyon and, and they kind of just kind of stalled out a little bit and so um i just feel like possibly the same plan that we put together there can can happen here as well and so and i grew up here remember i grew up in just outside of los angeles in a city called cerritos so i grew up a, a usc fan and football and and um you know when you grow up in los angeles area you know when you're a college baseball player you dreamed about possibly playing at usc and i and my college thing went great i was i'm really proud of Pepperdine and my experience there. Um, but um, this, this place has always um, been pretty special. Yeah. I don't think people, it's funny, you know, when, when this was all going down, I know people under 30 were probably like, why would you want to go to USC? They haven't, you know, had much of a program for the last, you know, 20 years, but then the people over go 12 national championships, like the most ever by double, you know? And, but when, when a lot of folks growing up now, I mean, it's kind of baseball, as you said, parody, but also SEC dominated. And people forget that back when I was growing up, it was USC, ASU, and Texas. I mean, those were the big schools. And then LSU started popping their head in there and saying, hey, we want to be in that top group too. But I mean, it kind of ran through USC and ASU for a long time and, and Texas. No doubt. Um, and I think that's a big a big part of it. Um, the draw here um, is, like you said, trying to uh, regain, regain that form again. And um, yes. Yeah, it's it's as difficult a time as ever now to do it because um, there's a lot of great programs that are investing a lot of money 
getting into baseball now. Baseball is, you know, it's a, it's an arms race. You see for sure as far as stadium and technology and recruiting, and you got you got uh, you got uh, name, image, and likeness are starting to have a have a have a play as well, and some of the recruiting stuff. And so, um, it's not going to certainly not going to be easy. Um, but I do believe in 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 you know um, hard work. I believe in commitment and determination. I believe in uh, showing up every day and and working hard and, and recruiting the right young men that want to be part of. It. Now, and the great thing about this place is. This USC degree, man, it's it's a it's a big hitter. Now you get a, a degree from the University of Southern California, um, you are putting yourself in a in a in a really nice spot to where, um, you know, in life later, right? And so we call it uh, Coach Jewett calls it a life certificate, which I which I think is is a great it's a great way to describe it. Um, a, a diploma from from this university is a, is a life certificate that will last you a lifeline. Yeah, I remember reading a book years ago. Harvey Mackey wrote it. I think it was like called uh, "Swim at the Sharks Without Being Eaten Alive," and he talked about the importance of a college education and the alumni associations. And I think he pointed out Michigan and USC is like the top two. It's, it's a bit of a mafia out there. If you went to one of those schools, they take care of their own. <laughs> they do. They do. I didn't. And I didn't really realize it until I I heard about it, and then I, I took the job and and uh, numerous emails and texts and phone calls I got from alums, and um, it was like, ooh. Um, there's some heavy hitters, some guys that are running corporations and stuff. And so um, it was, uh, it's, it's real. It's a, uh, it's a good thing, man. It's a good thing for our student athletes. So coach, take me back. Um, is, is that the, I mean, what's the biggest difference? You were playing college ball at Pepperdine at a high level in what the, the early mid eighties and then got went into the draft in 86. Baseball is still baseball, still 90 feet. It's still 66, 60.6 inches. You know, it's all that stuff. But what's the biggest difference in college ball when you were playing back in the early '80s and and now as you're going out to recruit kids to come to USC? Mike, I think part of the, um, possibly the biggest difference or one of is um, the influences that these young men have in their lives. Now, there's so much going on. Um, there's a lot back in the day. I remember getting recruited to um, um, Pepperdine, and I went on a, a visit with my my baseball coach in high school took me to, to the campus, visited, um, said, yeah, this is, I'd like to come here, um, talk to the coach. And I didn't talk to the coach till I showed up in August. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I just, he told me these people are going to contact you about housing and in and, and your books and all your stuff. And first day of practice, I showed up and Hey coach, it's good to see. You. And I, I literally didn't, didn't talk to, I didn't talk to him for five months. And so, um, and that happened my senior year right now. Um, you know, we're recruiting young men that are, that are, and you've seen it because you're watching basketball as well. And we're recruiting guys that are just in their freshman year in high school. And some of them haven't played on a varsity and we're, and we're, you know, and, and having camps and you're, and you're talking to them and you're trying to figure out, is this guy ready to play? And if I don't make an offer, are we going to lose him? Because, you know, you know, someone else has talked to him as well. And so I think it's just, and they're specializing, right. And back when we were younger, you, played basketball, football, and baseball, and you didn't pick up a baseball bat when it was baseball season. And now it's just, it doesn't stop. And so now everyone's got a, they got a hitting coach. They got a pitching coach. They've got all these, they've got, <laughs> some guys have uh, advisors for recruiting. And it's just like, whew, um, there's a lot of. Who were, who were your advisors, coach, when you were in yeah, high school? Your, yeah, your buddies? It's uh, <laughs> my brother, my brother, and uh, uh a couple of good friends. We were like, "Hey, what do you think about this school? What do you think about that school?" I don't. We didn't know anything about Pepperdine's it. Pepperdine's pretty. Let's go yeah. to Pepperdine. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, it's by the beach. It sounds good. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. 
Um, so yeah, it's just, there's a lot of things that you're as a, as a college coach now, I, you know, I, I talk to advisors and did it. They already have, you know, juniors in high school, sophomores in high school that they're going to represent in the draft. And so you have to build those relationships. So I, I think it just, it's just made us a little bit busier. You know what you mentioned uh, kids specializing in an earlier age. I mean, it is what it is. I totally understand why people and kids and parents do it. Cause there's that fear of, Oh my gosh, if I don't, I'm getting behind, you know, but is that a good thing or, or a bad thing? Or is it just, I know it is the way it is, but is that a good thing? You know what? Um, I'm, I'm on the fence. Um, I, I want to say um, you don't need to, because I know that a lot of people that we, I played with and came up with, right. And had successful baseball careers didn't and they all did fine. But we, at that time though, we didn't have these opportunities either. There was no club mm, baseball. Right. In the summer, you played you played football in the summertime, and then you played Legion baseball for your high school team at nighttime, and that's what you did. And so, um, I do think that um, did I, I, I often wonder if if that was afforded us, would we what we have done? You know, probably a lot of guys would have probably done just what these young men are doing now. They probably would have played baseball yeah. full time. Um, so I can't, like you said, I can't knock them for it. But at the same time, I do think that. Um, it's fun to recruit a young man that plays other sports uh, because you, you you have to feel like, Hey, he's kind of untapped. And, and, and especially if you feel like you can help develop young men as baseball players, you feel like, Hey, there's, there's room to grow versus a guy that's been 24, seven, 12 months out of the year. All he does is, is hit. Well, if we get that guy, I better really like that guy because I'm not going to change him. Right. The fibers mm -hmm. of his habit are too strong at this point. There's not really, much room. so we really, we really really like what he does already with the bat or pitching wise difficult to change the guy that's an athlete more athletic in terms of just playing more sports you know you see you know quick twitch you see speed possibly and you go hey that that's got room to grow right i can help develop that i can we can show him swing and mechanics of a swing or mechanics of a, of a of pitching and to help him get better um and those guys are fun because um you know, we got a young man here um, that plays football um, as well, and he joined us in the in, in the fall during team practice and can really run. And um, I think he's got a chance to be to be really special baseball player um, because I think he's kind of untapped. I don't think that he hasn't been to a ton of lessons and heard, you know, you know, hey, you got to hit this way. He'll listen. He's coachable. Um, um, I think he he's gonna gonna really develop well. Um, so it's it's kind of both sides of it, Michael, I guess. Right. And so, um, and like you said, some of these young men that just love baseball and you got to respect that. Um, um, and some of them are going to get scholarships as a result and, and graduate from a, a great university, whether it's here or wherever and, and have a great life. And so, um, like you said, I, I don't really, you know, I look at it like, Hey, it's just, everyone's different and whatever, whatever you're excited about doing. But I do say this, if people ask us, Hey, if, you know, Jimmy plays football. Hey, we commits to us. You know, should he stop playing football? And I'll say, hey, does he enjoy it? And parents say, oh yeah, he loves it. Then why would why would you why would we have him stop playing football? Absolutely, play football. I mean, because because once high school football is over, it's over. Football's over for it's you. Over, right? And so enjoy it. Basketball too. Go play basketball. Go play them all. Um, you know, so I'm, I've never discouraged somebody from from just playing baseball though. They when they get here, as you know, when you get to division one or division two, it doesn't matter. When you get to college and you're playing baseball, it's a full-time job. It's it's no, it's not it's not much time doing anything else. 
Yeah, you know, I think baseball, I mean, obviously every student athlete is super, super busy. I don't think people understand how busy a student athlete is these days, but baseball, especially just because of the day-to-day grind, you know, every every, every single day. And I, I wonder about that specialization early, because I know, you know, at GCU, of course, you were a big, obviously a big proponent of getting these kids out to to summer ball because you know, you can't, you can't always get a kid, you know, hundred, 200 at bats during the season with the, how you got to play guy, but they can go to summer ball and get 200, 300 at bats and they can really progress. And it, it's almost like this club and having a hitting coaches, they're getting these, you know, thousands of at bats every, you know, they're, they're getting it sooner than we would have been afforded to at our age and things. So it's just, it, it's interesting to hear what coaches think about that. Yeah, no, I think that's why it's, it's important that, uh, um, you know, it's not took us all time. It's not, it's not quantity, it's quality of work, right? You know, it's like our guys love to hit and hit in a cage all day long. I said, well, but if your swing is not in the right spot, all you're doing is reinforcing bad habits. And so we've got to kind of like, and so the same thing happens that, you know, in, in when these young kids that play club is, you know, you're watching them, you're like, okay, is that is that really a good swing? Because if it's not a good swing, he's going to continue to do that swing. And then all he's going to do is then the habits, the fibers are going to be so strong that you can't break them when, when the competition gets a little bit better and tougher and all that. And so, um, yeah, but I, I'm with you. I don't, you know, it's, it's, I, I think the best way to develop is to play. And um, so yeah. I'll, I think it's kind of a catch 22 there. Yeah. I, I just remember back, back in our day. Yeah, it was, there, there was no other option. I love baseball. I probably would have played all year if I could have, but I was in Missouri, so I couldn't. And, when baseball ended, hey, what are you going to do next? Okay, I guess I'm going to do either cross country or football or whatever. Oh, and then I'm going to do wrestling and then I'm going to do baseball. And it was interesting because uh, baseball is a very unique sport in many ways, but like you don't get like the physicality and the and the grit and determination of like football and wrestling or something like that, that physical or even basketball these days, that physical contact. Um, so it, it feels like you can learn some things in those other sports. You can't learn just by playing baseball. Yeah, I remember in high school, we had, um, we call it Hell Week, right? I'm not sure what they call it anymore, but it was three practices a day, right? Um, and it was, it was literally, you know, Hell Week for a reason. It was, it was not fun. And so, yeah, you learn, you learn to grind through it. You learn how to get up and lift and, and go back to practice, get back on the field, hot summer days here in Los Angeles. And just like, it's tough. And so, yeah, we, um, baseball is not like that, right? And so, you you know, how do you, is that age old question? Can you, can we, can we make them tougher? Well, um, I think we can make them a little bit tougher, but you're the tougher you're not. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, you got, you got some mentality too. You got some competitive, you got some fire in the belly. Um, it's hard for us to bring a guy in here. We're going to, oh, we're going to make them tougher. Yeah. We can train them. Um, and hopefully we'll train them well. And that, in that respect, it can make them a little bit tougher. But at the end of the day, man, it's, it's, uh, yeah, you, you think about those wrestlers and those guys and all the stuff that they do. It's like, hockey players and um mm. you know baseball's a little bit a little bit different in that respect um so but um but yeah you make a good point yeah well you bring up a good point too i'm always interested in, and i feel like recruiting you got such a tough job because you know at all sports levels you're recruiting high school kids right you don't know how they're going to progress and baseball is such a okay where are they going to be in two three four years from now that's what the major league guys are looking at where where can we get them there and that type of thing you can look at, like you said, the fast twitch, the skill set. Some guys, you're like, oh, man, that guy's got the the tools. I just need to refine him. But how do you how do you tell if they got it upstairs mentally? Because, like, to your point, you can't – I mean, either have grit or they don't, or they either have, you know, that competitive mentality or they don't. And sometimes it's hard to tell that in high school. It's just it's one of the most difficult things to to recruit, right? Because, you, like you said, I can 
put a stopwatch on the kid and, and he runs a four one down the line and you go, okay, that's either you can run or you can't, right? And 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 he's got strength and all that. Now the, the factors, hey, what's what's it gonna be like when they fail? You know, what kind of team teammate are they? And so you just try to you cross you cross check, man. You you talk to the club coach, you talk to the high school coach, you talk to as many people talk to scouts. You just try to get as much information as you can. Um, and then with the information you get, you make a decision. And so, um, but yeah, that's one of the most difficult parts is trying to find the young man that, that you know, that's going to fight through a tough time. That's not going to back down from a, when he's not doing as well. And he's, he's a great teammate. And, um, um, you know, baseball is such an individual sport at times. And so, trying to find those guys that it's not going to be about them. It's going to be about the other people around them. And, um, and, and parents, to be honest with you, parents, Michael, sometimes, you know, you know, you, you kind of watch their, their act a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, in the stands and try to figure out if, you know, um, what they're about. And, and, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, like you said, it's interesting and it's not easy it's uh it's it's not really black and white there's a lot of gray in, in recruiting trying trying to figure out who's going to going to be the right player for your program and then, i always feel like coaches don't get enough credit when they when they find that diamond in the rough and get him but man you get a lot of blame when you pass on a kid and he goes to another school and is just a stud They're like why didn't you get that kid you know it's like you can't win no it is yeah it is <laughs> and believe we've had we've had i've had plenty of misses um i can tell you that where i've let a backed off and then you know three years down the road you, you compete against the guy and you're like golly we i messed up that one i should have tried to <laughs> that, that young man yeah so yeah it's not easy so so you grew up uh you know 70s 80s playing playing all, m- multiple sports did you always know baseball was going to be your 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 ticket did, did was that what you wanted to play professionally well, I, I was, I really loved football um, and I was, mm. I could run. And so that, that enabled me to, to have some success on a baseball, on a football field. Um, but I, I knew that um, baseball was something that I wanted to, uh, I just kind of quickly figured out that, that um, size was, I was not the biggest dude and that that size probably is not going to be a factor in the game of baseball. And so um, I think that that's when I actually thought about going to a couple schools to, to play both. Um, but at the end of the day, I just realized I knew I wanted to be a professional athlete and I knew that, and I just, so I just kind of put all my eggs in the baseball basket and when I chose Pepperdine, obviously no, no football team. I'm like, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to do. And so, um, and so, yeah, I just, uh, I just, once I started playing baseball full-time and I just became like a love of mine and I can't, I can't imagine, I couldn't imagine doing anything else besides being in, in the baseball world. Was there a time when you realized, okay, I think I might be able to, to take this into pro ball and then in pro ball, like, oh, I think I might make, make the majors. Well, I got drafted out of high school. Um, and so I, I think when I showed up and I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't going to sign. I knew that it was a late 26 round pick, something like that at high school. And so, um, um, and I wasn't, it wasn't, there was no temptation to sign professionally. It was like, I knew Pepperdine was the route and I, I knew I needed to go to school. My mom and dad had preached education and to me, like it was important, you know, to, to go to college. And so, um, but I think once I got into, into college and, and started playing every day um, with summer ball and all that stuff and, and having some success, I think I knew that, Hey, this is, this, this is something I want to do. I want to, I want to, I want to be paid. 
to do this. Um, I loved it, enjoyed it, just loved every part of it, practice, all of it. And so, um, yeah, I, I always felt like I was going to get a shot, you know, and um, to play professionally. And, and so it was, it was kind of exciting when I did. And yeah, I always pleased myself. I, I always felt like I was going to play in the big leagues. What's the biggest difference going from uh, what are those jumps, high school to college ball and then college ball to pro ball? And then even, you know, double A, triple A to the majors. Wait, I mean, still baseball, but those are some significant jumps. Yeah, the game just continues to speed up. Um, and you just got to be able to, when it speeds up, you got to be able to slow it down. Um, I think that's the difference. I mean, the guys that, that have had great success in the baseball league, um, they've learned how to slow the game down. Um, and so I think that's the biggest, biggest difference, um, because in these athletes, they are bigger, stronger, and faster. I, I, I tell folks all the time, it's, I think it's more difficult to make to the big leagues now than when I played. Um, um, when I played, there was emphasis on, you know, defense and, you know, my, my kind of what I did well and, or did better. And so, um, I think now, nowadays it's even more difficult. I think that, that they're requiring more offense from everybody. Um, um. And so, but I do think that the the game just just speeds up as you move up when you when you get into professional baseball, you know, um, you're seeing better pitching and you're seeing bigger arms, more velocity. Um, you're seeing guys that can run, you know, quicker. You're seeing center fielders that 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 you hit a ball in a gap and you were like, that's usually a base hit. Next thing you know, he caught it, and you're like, what the heck, man? That that used to be a double, and now I'm going right. back to the dugout, you right. know, and so. Um, so the game just speeds up and it's just, uh, you gotta, you gotta speed up with it, but at the same time, be able to kind of slow it down so you can have success. I remember on, on the, <laughs> excuse me, on that note, I remember, um, when you were at GCU, we played out, we played out at, uh, talking stick, I, I believe. And we played, uh, the, the diamondbacks that one game. Remember we went out there and played them. And I think Ty Wyatt roped one into the gap. He, that's a stand-up double D1. He got thrown out a second by 10 steps and the left fielder who was a minor leaguer was just kind of laughing is like, what are you trying to do kid? Like he got there so much faster and the throw was right on and tie was like, are you joking? That's a, that's a stand-up double in my league. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. It's just the game, just uh, the better you're competing against the, the the best of the best, right? You're competing against the, everyone, everyone that's playing professionally and suddenly everybody's playing the big leagues. They were like the best player in the city, you know, the small percentage, right? So you're playing against all of those guys on one team. So it, it stands to reason why the game becomes more, more difficult to have success. As, as the game changes, I mean, obviously analytics are a big part of the game. Now some use them more, some use them less. Everybody uses them to some extent, you know, um, as a coach, you know, coaching baseball, not the recruiting part, who are some of the influences as you were coming up? And and it, is it still applicable what you learned from those coaches because the game is changing some? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think my, my probably the strongest influence was Buck Buck Showalter. Um, I think my first my first three years in my leagues, he was uh, he was our manager. Um, 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 just um, attention to detail. Um, and I can't imagine now because back then there was there was analytics, but not you know. Um, not nearly what it is today. Not, not like this. Not, yeah. not the resources that are available. So I'm not, you know, so I'm sure he, he uses them to try to gain edge, but it was just amazing. Like nothing, nothing, nothing was done um, by accident. There was no coincidence. It was all, there was a reason for everything that we did. And and, and so I, I share that same message with our guys on a daily basis. There's, 
everything has to have a purpose. Every every drill, everything we do has to have a purpose. And you got to approach it like it has a purpose. It can't be just an exercise. And so um big influence there um um in in my life as far as just how to how to how to approach it. And and then Coach Gillespie, who was, you know, Hall of Fame coach here at SC and creative mind. And I'm not the most creative guy, um, but he's he's just introduced me to like, you know, the small ball and able to score runs, you know, and, and just um, not necessarily out trick the opponent, but just be aware of some situations that you can, can do some things that, that can get you a run. Um, it's not your typical just home run. Right. And so, um, but just a great baseball mind, um, big influence. Um, but I think those, those two, and um, have probably been the, the, the biggest influences, you know, and um, from, from a standpoint of, of being a coach. Do you um do you get much time to watch the major league game much anymore? And what do you think of the major league game these days? I don't watch it much, um, Michael. To be honest, um, um, I do watch bits and pieces when I can. Um, I'll be able to throw on uh, a game, and, and and I marvel at at these big and strong physical physicality of, of the game now, um, um, and the the velocities of pitchers. I mean, it's just amazing. Um, and my son Drew is still playing professionally, so. I'm going to get and watch him play. Um, it's exciting to watch, but uh, um, the game is, um, you know, the, the, the game has become a, a power game, right? It's become, you know, and, um, and I think professional baseball is different from our game in the respect that, that yeah, you're, you're paying these big strong men to hit doubles and home runs. Um, we don't have, we may have one or two of those nice big strong guys on our team, but typically most college rosters don't have that. We, we don't have, that type of depth. And so we have to be a little bit more creative and in, in moving guys over, hit and run, button, base hit bunts, sacrifice bunts, still in bases. And so you see more of, of that type of a game in the in the pro game, in the big league game. Sometimes it just kind of sit back and just just everyone's trying to hit hit the home run. And um and I'm not I I, I get it, but I do still think there's a place for for you know maybe getting to putting a bunt down and 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 just you know, still in a base and, um, you know, it's just, you don't see as much of that anymore. And, um, and I think that's why folks sometimes get a little uninterested, right. Disinterested in the game. Yeah. Now it's just a lot of strikeouts and, um, you know, it's just, there's a lot of, not a lot going on. Yeah. I remember like, you know, back when we were growing up, it was, it was, you know, badge of honor to not strike out, you know, and now it's like, well, as long as you get your 30, 40 homers, we don't care how many times you strike out. So it's, it's definitely a different game. Um, you know, I I found the American League Championship Series a little boring because the Yankees would strike out 19 times, you know, <laughs> and lose that game. Um, but it's still I I marvel at I, I don't think some people realize how good these guys are. Some of the plays they make defensively, especially, and some of the pitches they make are just it seems like guys are just getting better and better. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. And you're right from a defense standpoint. I mean, I, I think every every major league team was fielding at a 980 clip, typically, or pretty close to it. And that's like uh, uh that's hard to do for our, our standpoint. Um in college baseball, there's not very team many teams that can fill it at a 980 clip. Um so exactly they just the defense is that's why it's difficult to um it's difficult to have high batting average. And you got if you're striking out a lot and then you got these great defenses, well in the days of 300, 10 to 15 guys hitting 300 um, at the end of the year, it's kind of going away. It's just, this is very difficult. 
Yeah. So you mentioned you were staying in the hotel for a while. Are you settled in LA now? Is it feel like, is it feel like, Hey, I'm back home. I know you're from there. So it's probably reminiscent of, and a little nostalgia as well, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. Finally kind of settling in a little place. We found a, a, a little townhouse renting down here in, in, um, down here in Torrance. And so it's, um, it's good for now. I just, um, I'm, I'm here at the office every day, you know, I'm just kind of up <laughs> you live in there freeway. Yeah. So it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So you mentioned, uh, catch me up. Where, where's Drew at right now? You said he's still playing pro ball. I know he's down in Mexico for a while. Is he still in there? Is he back in the, in the system? He is, um, he, he's back. He, he finished this last year at, um, at the Diamondbacks in AAA. And so he was in Reno, um, um, had a good year between AA and AAA. Um, he's a minor league free agent. So he's just, um, you know, hoping that, uh, somebody else will give him, give him a shot here before spring training. Um, he's been i'm proud of him he's uh he's uh, been a little bit of a journeyman but but he loves to play and he wants to keep playing and, and my advice is to continue to play man play for as long as you want because once you once you walk away once you it's done it's over right and so um and so he's he's done well he's got his degree you know i got a degree from arizona state and so um he's in a good spot to wherever wherever life may may lead him but um yeah, he's still doing it, and uh, yeah, we're. Uh, I'm hoping that hoping that somebody else gives him another shot here in spring training. Yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, talking to ex pros, whether it be you know major league or, or or basketball, you know, overseas, I've never had one guy tell me they wish they had to quit sooner. They yeah. always say, "I wish, I wish I had made somebody tell me you can't play anymore." <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, that's so true. Yeah, that's good. That's good advice. Just you know, when it's over, it's over. I tell them all the time. I say, "What's." What's in, in, in Phoenix is not going away. Whatever in Phoenix, Phoenix is in yeah, Phoenix. Yeah. So don't worry about it. Not going away. Um, and so, but uh, he's he's doing really well. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And and Dane, of course, I, you know, I've watched Dane play for GCU and kind of a, that that kind of coach on the field. I know he got into coaching. What's he up to these days? Well, he's actually, he um he coached at um, Saddleback Junior College last year here in Orange, Orange County. And now he uh, he's the volunteer coach at, at UC San Diego um okay uh, yeah so he's uh he's out there with coach newman out there down down in la jolla living 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 the high wow. life in la jolla uh but he's that's funny he's learning the uh, volunteer thing the grind of it you know doing camps and trying to make money and doing lessons and just trying to kind of just uh get through it and then obviously the the uh the responsibilities as a volunteer it's a lot of kind of the, the grunt work on the field and taking care of the field and the field ready for practice every day. And so, uh, but no, he, he loves it. I think that that's going to be what he wants to do, you know, moving forward is continue to, to, to be a coach. And he coached out in Alaska. He was up with uh, coach Serrano, Dave Serrano in Alaska. Oh yeah. Last, uh, last summer. Um, and uh, they won a championship. So it was really cool. I had a great experience with coach. And so, um, so he he learned a lot there, and and I think that um, I think he's got the bug, I think he's got the edge. I think he wants to keep doing it. So we'll see. Well, he's he's still coachable because I I I remember that now that the picture of him and Serrano and they were beautiful landscape mountains, and your response on Twitter was get a haircut, and then he got a haircut the next week. So <laughs> still coachable, coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a long shot though. I mean, coach Serrano probably told me to get a haircut. He didn't do it because of me. I, I know that. Yeah, he listens. He, I'm just dad. Um, but uh, now nah, he's he's uh, he's enjoying it. He's had some good 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 coaches come alongside him and 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 wrap their arms around him and help him. 
Yeah. And your daughters are, are they, where are they at in their journey? I mean, they're great softball players. I know some coaching and some playing and where are they yeah. at? Thank you for asking. Yeah. Marissa is at uh, Park University. Now the new NI school up there in the east side of town. Yeah. Gilbert. Um, so she's coaching there. Um, loving it. And she coaches for club softball as well. And so she's, she's kind of got two different, two different hats that she wears as far as coaching. Um, she tried the, um, kind of the executive route for a little bit and sales. And I think she realized this isn't for me. So uh, she jumped back on the field yeah. and she loves it. She's doing great. And then, uh, Mia is, uh, is a junior here at Cal state Northridge. She plays softball here in town. Oh, nice. Yeah. So she's doing great. And so, uh, she's chasing, she's still playing and proud of her. She's wonderful young person, young girl, and she works hard. And actually it's been kind of nice because she's uh she's been able to come over here and visit with me and jump in the cages and we hit and so it's been a cool time for me to spend time with her um um, um this past fall just her and i just getting yeah. some swings in and just talking going to lunch going to dinner so it's been fun yeah i, I asked i was asking this question you know uh bryce drew homer drew those guys are coaching over gc you know you now and i was like who's seen more basketball games and bryce said probably my mom i'm like have you seen more baseball games, softball games, or has your wife seen more baseball, softball games cumulative in your life? You know, <laughs> she's probably seen the most. Yeah, no, no question between yeah. the both of them. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, did you? I mean, when you got on this journey, did you think after? I mean, you played what uh, six, seven years in, in in Major League Baseball. Did you want to go right into coaching right after that? I know you were in the in the pro ball for a while, then you went the college route. Is that was that always the idea uh, when you realized your your playing career was coming to an end? Yeah, I, I did. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, when you put um, time and energy into it as a player, um, just like I said, I just fell in love with the game um, and I wanted to keep playing. You know, you always want to keep playing. I mm. uh, I wish I could have played longer and, and, and played more, but you, you come to a point too where you're like, hey, I just can't play at the level that, that I once could and that I, that I want to play at. And um, I think when that when that was over for me, I knew that, um, and the next step would be to get into coaching. And I, I knew right away. So I, right away, I jumped right into it. I mean, I, I, I remember driving home in 2001 from AAA in Las Vegas and going, okay, I'm, I think this is it. And so I remember a week later, I called up some farm directors that I knew the Yankees guy and some other guys I knew and say, I'm done. And, um, I want to coach minor league baseball, you know, do you have something for me? So right away I jumped on board with the Yankees. Um, so I never, I never really, so next spring training, I was in spring training as a coach um, hmm. from being in spring training as a player just a year later. So I, I knew that this was where I wanted to go. Yeah. You, you think that's good training? We're seeing a lot of guys um, go from pro ball back into the college game. And so um, like a lot of pitching coaches, especially is kind of what I'm seeing. A good training, obviously it's it's high level to be in pro ball. There's a difference in those two games, but it seems like there's a lot of guys kind of starting to make that because it is still a grind as a coach or probably more of a grind as a coach because you you don't stop when the game ends. You know, you you keep thinking and working on on the team. Yeah, I do. I do think that um... – a lot of players, because of, of of their experience as a player, they're going to get opportunities to coach in minor league baseball pretty quickly. But now it's with the the change in rosters and the change in, in teams, number of teams, they've, they've lessened. And so I think some of those opportunities are, are not as strong as they once were, right, because you don't have, you don't have many, as many teams now as you did. But I do think that um, a lot of guys, though, that, um, that right away want to keep coaching because it's what they know. 
right? And mm-hmm. Pro Bowl is a, a good a good place to start for sure because you know you have some time off, right? You you go pretty hard in spring through the season, but then you usually you know, off season is a chance to kind of you know kind of re-energize and get ready for spring training again. So it's a now the money is not great, um, but it's it's a way to kind of stay in it and keep your resume moving. Um, and a lot of guys are looking at um, you know hey college is being is being a good option as well and and so yeah i get a lot of questions on hey uh, how do i get to the college game i tell me man finish school um that's typically the first thing i tell them if you don't have your degree get it um because a lot of universities aren't going to hire you if you don't have a at least a bachelor's degree and so that's kind of my first line of advice is if you didn't finish finish um um because that that could be important for you getting a job if you want to get into college Hey, Coach, um, you know, before I let you go here, we were talking before off the air. You look good in those colors, the black and the crimson and gold SC. It's a little bittersweet for me because uh, still a GCU guy. Hated to see you go, but really happy for you. It sounds like a great opportunity. And, and and uh, you know, as you said, college baseball is just growing by leaps and bounds. It would be great to have USC kind of back as one of those national powers because that's how I grew up. I remember that and I remember it fondly. So congratulations yeah. on that. But you're looking good in the colors, Coach. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Well, and, and I think you're right. I mean, USC football is cool, right? You see what Coach Raleigh's yeah. done in the football program, and it's like it's, you feel like, okay, college football's – USC football needs to be great, right? And that's that's a big part of college football, like, like you said, growing up. And I think I think the, the same applies to baseball. And so we're 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 moving every rock, every stone. We're doing whatever, whatever we possibly can to, to, to make that happen. But uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah, and you're you're surrounded by tons of great coaches over there. You're talking about Coach Riley. You talk about Andy over there coaching basketball, but USC is also uh, really famous for tons of uh, uh, Olympic sports championships. I mean, I, I I remember we played over there, you know, and so Morgan, when Morgan was with with this with GCU, we went over there and did some tours and stuff. And man, there's a lot of hardware over there in all sports at USC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, track and field too, as well, man. Track and field, <laughs> yeah, um, it doesn't stop here. Yeah, it. it uh, there's a lot of this, this university has done a wonderful job of supporting student athletes and the coaching staffs here. And so, um, yeah, I, I saw that as well. And I, and I'm, I'm, we're certainly appreciative. And so we have every resource we need, um, um, to, to have success. Well, hopefully we can get, uh, down the road, uh, you and, uh, coach Wallace, I know you guys are still good buddies, obviously that can get a, get a home and home or get a series on, on, on the calendar there. You're kind of on the other side of it. Now, remember when you were at GCU, you're calling these guys going, Hey, come on, come out and play us at our place, you know, and able to get the TCUs and the, and the top programs to come. And then you guys started getting really good and people are like, uh, maybe we want you to play at our place now. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We, uh, we, me and coach Wallace got a great relationship, like you said. So I'm excited about about him and his staff and the players and uh you know that uh um gcu is a special place man always will be um for me and so i'm 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 pulling for for the for for gcu baseball always you know that yeah well hey coach thanks for the time i really appreciate it it's great talking to you i i you know i'll just say it publicly i i worked with you for 11 years just as a broadcaster but i love baseball and so you were always great to talk to you uh, you suffered through some of my questions i could always tell when it's kind of not the brightest question because you'd kind of get a look on your face like i'm not sure about that one mike but you would really always <laughs> nice kind of taught me the game helped me figure things out so i really appreciate it uh, i learned a lot from you and you know all all the best of luck at usc I appreciate it. Now you never had a you never had a bad question. They were all they were all <laughs> very very intuitive and, and very very really 
upright questions. I just I was probably looking at because I probably couldn't figure out a way to answer them. But uh, it's all good, man. It's all good. Thank you. We'll we'll go with that. I'll take that as the as the final. Thanks a lot, coach, and thanks for listening to the Pottercast, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you.